Hey, welcome. I am Canute White, Dr. Canute White, and you're listening to Canute Exploration, your topic in a podcast. And um, hey, you wouldn't want to miss this, this episode. Men, you wouldn't want to miss it. And women as well, um, they, they would have an interest in it, especially those women who, who are um, dating or married and you know involved in, a, in an intimate relationship would like to to understand more about this topic and we have a very interesting and experienced knowledgeable person to talk to you about this topic look guys those men who are glued to the the the, the internet the wherever source that you may get your 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 pornographic um you know it's it's um it's something that's challenging it can be addictive when you talk about addiction, you don't talk about only food addiction. And many people didn't know about food addiction. They know about um, drug addiction and so on. But um, there are other things that we can be addicted to, right? And one of those things is pornography and, um, um, and sex. And our guests will be talking to us men about it and um, to, to you women as well um, as it may interest you. I am Dr. Kenyut White. You're listening to Kenyut Expression, your topic in a podcast, and I'm going to let my guest in is no other than Bob Erdan. Bob! Dr. White. How are you doing? I'm doing well. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Hey, this is a touchy topic. Nothing is taboo on Kenyut Exploration. However, this is touchy, and men need to understand what's going on as it relates to this topic. However, let me start off by asking, who is Bob? Well, I am a um, porn addict. I've been uh, mm -hmm. in addiction for 45 years. That transcended three marriages. Mm -hmm. um, I have been in recovery now for two years, trying to regain the trust of my current wife. Yeah. And I just realized by going through my own journey that there's not a lot of uh, people out there that know about this and yeah. certainly not very interested in speaking up about it as you said it's kind of a secretive thing um, pretty much you only get involved if you get caught yeah, yeah. and so yeah my uh, my life coaching business is to help men who are struggling with unwanted sexual behavior okay all right bob let, let's touch this question that i, I love to <laughs> catch my guests off guard with about your childhood anything you'd like to say you know, because this, 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 uh, this episode, this podcast is basically about empowering others. So sometimes our, our audience want to know where you're coming from as a child. Well, I had uh, a mom and a dad. They were married for 41 years before my dad passed away. He was a well provider, really uh, probably a middle class child, uh, did well in school, be average type of person. Yeah. Uh, but I've realized that as I've gotten to this side of life, that there were some things that fell short that I didn't realize at the time that has contributed to why I'm in recovery at this point. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, nice, Bob. And uh, as um, you, you, you touched that, there must be some inspirational message from your childhood. Perhaps you have not incident on it, but um, you know, inspirational message or messages from your childhood that you'd like others to learn. Yeah, I, um, like I said, I had a good, good, uh, stable parenthood, but I also had a dad that was working a lot, 
to provide for the family. And so on the weekends, his um, method of getting away was to play golf. And it got to the point, if I wanted to see him on the weekends, I had to learn to play golf, which I have no regrets for doing that. But the idea was that looking back, it was more of a forced situation than um, a cooperative type of decision. Now, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, uh, but she had a lot of anxiety issues. And so uh, not very good boundaries. Dad was the disciplinarian. She was kind of just trying to herd cats. Yeah. And so uh, I did. Uh, I did miss out on some opportunities to learn some things from both parents that I was growing up. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Cool, Bob. You know, we we want you to as we go into our our featured topic. I want you to be able to define this for, for us. Um, what is sex um, porn addiction? It uh, is something just like you'd said in the introduction. Food. Uh, gambling, alcohol, so forth. They're they're in the same genre, if you will. Maybe not the specifics of each addiction, but they're very similar. Uh, And it basically boils down to, at least from the model that I pursue, is the inner child. What happened to you when you were growing up that caused you to have pain points that are now causing issues later on in life with either pornography, uh, too much sex, prostitutes, you know, those types of avenues, especially if you're married, that of course is, uh, is not the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Before I go into, oh, you get started in, 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 um, this era and, and, um, so on, I'd, I'd just like to find out from you, um, why do some men become, what do you think become addicted to, to sex, um, pornography? Um, why do some men get addicted? Why, what do you think? Yeah, I really believe it's the inner child. They did not get something as they were growing up or something happened to them them that caused trauma that they are now trying to find a way to comfort themselves because they weren't comforted as they were growing up. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of a fixation. All right. Um, What what are some of the, the deficiencies in relationships that may lead to this sort of addiction? Well, one of the problems with uh, addicts in general is that we're selfish and we're self-centered as a general rule, mm-hmm. which means that we're not paying attention to our spouse or those around us. And we are so focused on our addiction when we're going to connect again, yeah. uh, those kind of situations. And so we've learned uh, several things growing up that in my case at home, dad was a disciplinarian, so he wasn't really looking for my opinion on particular anything. So I learned to stuff my feelings and that came out in terms of anger. And then of course, once I found pornography, then that was like the Nirvana. And yeah. it was so easy to take it, take advantage of, no strings attached. At least that was my thought at the time. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But you know, I've heard of men who have their beautiful wife, girlfriend for that matter, at home, and still glued to the computer, glued to pornography. Um, What's the problem? Well, it's really, I think it's a misnomer. A lot of people think it's about sex. It's really not. It's about uh, feelings of, say, inadequacy or um, don't measure up, I'm not good enough, all those negative narratives that you can give to yourself. And I think to answer your question about the beautiful wife, you know, it, it seems counterintuitive that one would go somewhere else, but 
there's obviously something missing in that relationship. Okay. And this person is trying to find the whole picture. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's harder to fill a void, fill a gap somewhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. You you have gone through you know your experience of, of prone and um, you know sexual addiction. But uh, tell me further. How did you did you get started in in, in this area of of um, prone addiction, um, sex addiction in terms of speaking and so on? Well, I was um, exposed to it when I was about 15 or 16 years old. Back then, you didn't have uh, the internet videotapes or anything like that. It was pretty much Playboy-type magazines. And so I started using that. And then as technology progressed, and it became VHS tapes and then DVDs. Now it's the internet. So uh, it's even more prevalent now because of the you don't have to go to the corner drugstore to buy a magazine. You just get on your phone or whatever you're using, bring it up, and there you go. As much as you want, anytime, and quite often most of it's free. Mm-hmm. And um, because you have, you, have, you have that sort of experience, um, and that's off to you, you, don't, you are overcoming this thing, or you have overcome this thing, and you, you decide to help other men who are, who are, who are, who are experiencing this sort of thing. But, but the question is, how, how did you... How did you decide, or how, how, how can you help, really, men with, with sex-prone addiction? Yeah, I, um, I went through therapy myself, and as I was going through that, uh, my counselor recommended that I might consider becoming a life coach and being able to help people that way. So that's exactly what I did. I uh, went through a, a life coach training course. I became certified through the International Coaching Federation, mm-hmm. and I now help men uh, basically go through the same process that I went through uh, because I feel like I'm I'm got that working knowledge and okay. I'm able to empathize with what they're going through okay that that sounds great I, you know and, and and I'm happy that you are helping men to do that you know you are you're really um, a, a, a move and shaker in this society mm-hmm. thanks for that uh, what what is the the inner child recovery process explain that yeah, it's um, it's basically becoming aware of these uh, situations. The the model I use is a book called Going Deeper, How the uh, Sexual Addiction Affects Your Recovery. And it breaks it down into nine different kids. I'll just throw out a couple of names just to give you a flavor. There's the bored child, someone that really didn't have much going on when they're a kid. And so with that, they found other alternatives. In this case, pornography or some variation of that. Then you have the unaffirmed child that you didn't get those attaboys. You didn't get the nurturing that you needed growing up. And so when you find this ability to act out and uh, satisfy yourself, you think, wow, the chemicals that are going off in your brain is like, wow, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So those types of flavors of what we deal with, and so we go through each individual one. Some people resonate with a particular kid, some not. Uh, I personally relate to eight of the nine kids that are presented in this program. And so my job is to go through and introduce them to each of those kids, talk through the, the characteristics of each child, 
and find out uh, what their thoughts are and how that relates to them. Yeah, I, 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 I realize, you know, you sort of apply some of this to, to kids. But do you think that boys, um, or, or early, you had started early, or early do you think that boys would have started or can start this sort of an addiction? Well, you know, part of the problem is that sometimes they start without their consent. It could be they're molested, abused sexually in some fashion. And so the odds increase that you're going to be potentially a sex addict if you're exposed to it at a younger age than, you know, 15 isn't a great age, obviously, but we're talking anywhere between five and nine years old that they're exposed to it. Yeah. Just they're not at all prepared for any of that. And yeah. so it really does mess them up. Yeah. And you know, you know, Bob, I, I, as I've said to you, I'm from Jamaica. And um, many of these uh, countries, third world countries, um, boys start sexual intercourse early, especially yes. those in the inner city, right? Mm -hmm. Eight, six, you know, you know, that sort of thing. So it will drive them into this sort of addiction later on. But what I'd love to know more about, Bob, is, is your, um, your addiction. Do you want to talk more about it? Well, um, at the introduction, I, um, I've been in, uh, had been a um, addict, sex addict pornography specifically, for 45 years. And two years ago, my wife uh, caught me on the Internet. Yeah. And she pretty much said, you need to rid yourself of this or our marriage is over. Yeah. And so for me, that was a uh, kick in the side of the head that I was long overdue. And so I started in recovery groups. I go to a group. Mm -hmm. I have individual help. Yeah. And I, uh, I have my own life coaching business where that's primarily the nature of what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, um, do you, I, I am not, well, I'm not sure how spiritual you are, right? But, but do you think this, this um, thing about um, um, porn addiction, sex addiction, how much is it against biblical teaching? How, how much does it go against spirituality, so to speak? Well, the, the Bible is clear that the idea for an uh, optimum marriage is a man and a woman and that sex stays within that confine with no one else on the outside. So for those that are struggling, and, and I will point out that this is not just limited to the non-secular world. This yeah. has uh, more statistical uh, yeah. issues than you'd probably imagine. Yeah. And so nobody's really ex exempt from it. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the struggle though comes from is those that are convicted uh, spiritually that yeah. they know they shouldn't be doing it but they just can't stop yeah yeah Bob you you have a, a wonderful wife um, based on you have said hey you need to get some help you know or yeah right. so she cares about you but right. uh, um, my thing how can spouses be be it because I, I want to say to you I, I want to think that women also have this sort of addiction as well right even though yes, we're talking do. about men so that is why I'm saying, how can spouses help um, men, yeah, slash women, to deal with this um, porn addiction? 
Well, it's really tough for the betrayed spouse. That's what I'll call the, the other half that's not part of this. It's really difficult for them to try to fix their spouse. It's just they're not trained for it. They don't understand an addict's brain. Uh, the best thing you can do is be supportive and encourage him or her to go get help uh, through someone that is trained in the uh, sexual addiction area. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, oftentimes the betrayed spouse needs to go through some help themselves. There are courses out there and, and sessions available for the betrayed spouse that they've got a ton of hurt in their heart. and. Even though the guy can really be making progress, if the wife hasn't healed, then you're really not going to have complete recovery. So it definitely is a two-part uh, aspect of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, the, the the wife know well. There 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 is I suspect, or there will be I suspect, a level of jealousy on the side of the other spouse. Well, in this case, the wife, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, therefore. Wives may be seeing this. Yeah, you are on the internet. You're 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 virtual. However, you are being unfaithful. What do you think? Yeah, that uh, that comes up a lot. There are some tools that are available to um, track a computer, a phone, tablet. Uh, one of the ones that I use is called Covenant Eyes. Mm-hmm. And if I go to a um, questionable website, my wife gets an email showing at least the basics of where I've been and it's an accountability tool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I understand that. And and adds off to you, you know, I respect you as a man who, who you know, because you need the help, right? And, and Absolutely. you're getting the help from your wife and you, you facilitate um those sort of tools. And um I, I I adds off to you. I love that. Bob, this thing about I have done some research on the thing before I come to you. Mm-hmm. And um I I realize that it can also be beneficial. So let me ask you this question first before I, 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 I go on to, to, to another one. How beneficial mm-hmm. is, is, is prone, um, ad prone addiction? Is it? Is there a benefit? Yeah, to, is there a benefit to it? To having a porn addiction? Yeah. Okay. Uh, not that I can think of. I, okay. I certainly wouldn't have liked to have it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why, why I'm asking that because I have read somewhere that it's also beneficial to sex therapy. Mark you, an addiction is more than just doing the thing. Yeah, it, it's 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 more complex. You know, it is. There's yeah. there's what I would call the sobriety level. I'm not acting out. I'm not doing any of those things. But what really needs to happen is a a change in heart. Yeah. Your heart has to change because you can be sober for however many periods of time, but if you're still a, a terrible husband, you don't treat your wife right, then you've only conquered part of that battle. So what we try to get to is a heart change where they actually realize that I need to do better. I need to be more focused on her. I need to do the right thing for our family. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that is true. But um, it, it, it is said that in therapy, um, this thing about um, prone, um, it can give ideas to couples and it can also become a turn-on element in the bedroom. Yes, um, I agree. Uh, there are couples that use it for that purpose. I think the distinction really has to be made whether you're addicted to it or if you just partake in it. 
I think if you're addicted to it, that's a slippery slope. I wouldn't wouldn't think that'd be the way to go. But if you don't have any of those sexual issues, then like I said at the beginning, the marital bed is pretty much open and that's a decision that you and your wife would have to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I'm in psychology and as we know, when, when things become pathological, it affects you socially, occupationally, you know, and otherwise. Um, how, how do you apply this sort of addiction and how in your experience did it affect your social life? Yeah, we talk a bit about your intimate life, um, you know, and occupational life. Yeah, it... Um... I, I know of several um, acquaintances that have lost their job because they were looking at pornography on the work computer. Uh, sad, to, sad to say that happens. Uh, yeah. Very devastating because you've already got a problem and now you've compounded it because you're, you've lost your job and of course your spouse has to find out about it. So that's just not good all the way around. Uh, socially, uh, I think addicts typically do not reach out because we're so used to being within ourselves mm -hmm. so uh, whether you're an introvert that's what i am and it tends to uh, compound that idea that i'm not really that social um, but i'm working on it because if i'm starting to see a change in my overall uh, health yeah mental yeah. health yeah yeah and, and i'm happy for that that's cool and um you know the, the thing about you know there's some sexual disorder you know, voyagism, you know, um, um, exhibitionism and so on. And, 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 you know, tell me, in your experience, perhaps not your experience, but, you know, you, you, have, you have talked to persons a lot about this thing. Do you realize that, that a number of men who are addicted to sex prone as well uh, have also had other sexual disorder? Yeah, you'd mentioned kind of exhibitionist. Um, yeah. You know, it it, um, it it's out there, unfortunately. Um, but we can't really criticize one aspect compared to the yeah. other. It's all not right. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's a degree of, of uh, depravity involved. But um, it's usually tied back to something yeah. that they didn't get or they're not getting. And they're trying to replace that with some sort of good feeling yeah 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 um what do you offer though uh well we talk about the betrayed women um what type of support do you offer um what type of resource do you offer to them what do you take to these women because they need help too yeah um because of my uh, recovery i don't uh, help women Okay. because for me okay. it's okay. too close for comfort however yeah. i do have referrals to uh female uh professionals that can help them with it i have some books and things that i can refer because this does come up a lot yeah. the guy comes in to see me and they want to want to get some help for their wife and there are some resources out there that i can at least provide if somebody were to contact me yeah yeah and i and i'm it's interesting that you said that though and i understand right you're listening to Ken Youth Exploration, your topic in the podcast. I am Dr. Ken Youth White, sitting in with Bob Erdan. Um, you, you know, I understand what you have said about not helping women because of the situation, right? But, mm -hmm. but, and saying that, I was just thinking, not necessarily about you, but other men who, who, are, who have this sort of situation. Is it that they also withdraw from 
this whole um, cluster of women because it might create a problem. It might it might not help them. They might go back to, to prone because of that. Because what do you think? Yeah, it does. Uh, I have to be very careful yeah. with what I watch on television, where my yeah. eyes go. Um, it just takes, you know, a split second. And yeah. if you're not careful and you haven't worked on how to deal with those triggers, then you're right. You could be sober for four years and something gets you on a particular day and boom, you have a slip. So it, uh, it's, in a, it's not something that you ever get over. Yeah. You, you know, much like an alcoholic, they may not ever drink again, but they're still alcoholics because if they did, they would relapse. That's mm -hmm. the same thing with, with guys. Yeah, yeah. Or even women. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you have this AA thing for, for, for alcohol, you know, and so on. But um, what do we have out there for um, this sort of situation? What's out there? Yeah, there are, uh, there are companion programs in the stealth. 12-step realm, um, sex addiction, um, SA, SAA, okay. you know, sex, okay. uh, yeah, anonymous. So it's very much like the 12-step of Alcoholic Anonymous, yeah. but it's been modified slightly to make it more pertinent to the sexual realm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, real talk, Bob. Men will tell us that, hey, so what? So what? Yeah. I'm addicted. So what? It's a good thing. And it's all about sex. Yeah, yeah it's a, that's a common response. It's not hurting anybody. I'm just doing it myself. Well, I'm here to tell you it does hurt others. Because yeah. if you're taking yourself away from your spouse, then you're hurting your spouse. If you're so self-centered or selfish, you're hurting others because you're not giving your all. And, you know, then thirdly, biblically, it's not, uh, it's not proper to be doing solo sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and that, that, that is challenging. And um, men need to understand that. And, and I agree with you. It's all about not hurting your spouse. You know, as I said to you before, I've heard of men um, addicted and the, the, the women are so beautiful. The women are, are actually um, supportive. They're helping around. They, you don't, you, they, they do not lack anything in the house, but they go outside. And, right. and that too, Bob, speaks to promiscuity. Why do men go on the outside when they're not lacking anything at home? The, the bedroom is okay. The, 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 the kitchen is okay. Everything that a, a, a man would want, you know, they, they are comfortable yes. at home, but they still go out. What's the situation there? Just tipping that into it. Yeah, they're, they're missing something in life. You know, the, the bedroom may be fine, but are they being affirmed? Are they being noticed? Um, all those different things. Again, it ties back to that inner child that if they didn't get something or they're not getting something now, maybe the, the sex is great in the bedroom, yeah. but yeah. she, you know, outside of that, she may not be uh, very affirming to you. And yeah. there is some, there is some novelty to it. You know, the fact that I tell guys that, you know, if you had to put your wife up against a one night stand, yeah. you know, most likely you're going to take the one night stand because it's new, exciting, kind of yeah. a thrill of the chase type of thing. 
Unfortunately, wives don't have the ability to do all the things that fantasy world allows a man to do. And so they're never going to measure up, at least in that regard. And often when you talk about, you know, beautiful women and things, I suspect that they were probably in this mode before they got into the relationship. So it really doesn't have anything to do with the wife at all. Mm -hmm. It's really what's going on within them. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you have said something, um, Bob, about it it affected your your two marriages before this one, right? And um, and, and, and so it, it speaks to the fact that it can destroy our, our intimate relationship, our marriages, yeah? And um, therefore, yes. that's where we need to stop it. But how do women, wives, right? What, I'm not sure if you want to talk much about it, but um, first and second, what went wrong in, in terms of that in relation to the, 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 the addiction? Well, um you know, as I've mentioned, it it really has to do with what happened when they were growing up. Okay. You know, did they miss something? They were not nurtured. Um, are they enmeshed with their parents, usually of the opposite sex? Uh, sometimes yeah. they're in a, triangula- a triangulation situation where mom and dad aren't really talking. Okay. So mom talks to son and then yeah. he becomes the emotional connection for her. Those yeah, all yeah. can be issues. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Hey, you know, it's it's very psychological as well. You are you a therapist? Say again. Are you a therapist? Are you? A, no. You should. You no. should get involved. Well, I uh, I took the road that was going to work best for me. I am am a licensed or not a licensed. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Life coaches are not licensed, but I am certified and I am certified in the area that I've been trained on. And so I, I know of what I speak because I've gone through it as a, as a client. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're a life coach. So how can people reach you as it relates to getting your assistance? Well, I have a, I have a website. I have, um, looks like it's scrolling across the screen. Yes, it is. And so I've got that. I also have a uh, business phone number that's area code 678-632-4598. Right. Okay. I want you to, to repeat that website because there are persons listening to us on their favorite podcast platform, Upper Podcast, Amazon, Spotify. Repeat that. Um, that Give us that website. The website is www.integritylifecoaching.org. Okay, got that. Repeat the number again. Area code 678-632-4598. And you're on Facebook? Yes, I am. So it's really um, Facebook group. What's the name of the group? Uh, it's something scrolling here, but perhaps that's not the, the right thing. But what's the name of the group? Um, we've got, I've got a couple of them. The one that okay. I uh, emphasize that's the public one is um, Men of Integrity, Hope, Healing, and um, Freedom. Okay. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Instagram? Yes. Um, LinkedIn is uh, Robert, parentheses, Bob. I got that. Yeah, that uh, A. Herndon. Okay. And your um, Instagram? 
Instagram is I don't use it that often, but it's um, all right. Yeah, I I don't have it memorized. That, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right because um I I must tell the audience that I actually have in the description uh, the link for your um, website, your Facebook, and um, your LinkedIn so that they can click on it and and reach you because i am sure that you have a lot more to say to them and um you absolutely you, you certainly uh, you know bob i really appreciate what you have been doing and um, Thank you. many persons you know perhaps did not know that addiction comes in this form as well absolutely you know, and it, you know it's it's a it's a serious thing and um it, it needs to be dealt with so men can contact you Women also have this sort of addiction. What are the statistics? Women in relation to men. Uh, the women are actually gaining ground on the men. Um, I don't know if it's the pandemic. They don't <laughs> get a chance to be yeah. out socially. Right. Don't know. But um, I would not discount uh, the situation for women. And yeah. it has the same far-reaching effect on the spouse as a male yeah. with a female oh, yeah. spouse. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Bob. Nice talking to you. You know, I, I I wish you all the best, and I I I believe you're a strong person, right? Many times things happen in in our lives, and we we don't come out and talk about it, you know. But but we need to do that so it can help others. Sometimes our adversities, our experiences, are not for us, but for others. I, I think, and and yes. we should we should reach out and 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 talk about it so that others can be helped while we are helped we are healed right thanks yes. bob it's nice talking to you and you as well thank Here's you so much all right bye-bye bye-bye that was bob you know it, it, it's it's a lot that he had said and um i really appreciate him you know and the fact that he came out and and talked to men about this sort of addiction because, and many people, women, it affects women as well. And just to hear um, his wife's response to it, you know, women can be encouraged through that, having, the, you know, a, a spouse who are affected by, by such addiction. Um, women, talk to, to, the, to the spouse. Don't get upset with him. Just, just talk to him and try to get a sort of a, an idea of what's, what had gone on. And um, see your best. You can work together to 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 help the situation. Many disorders, many addictions, as Baba had said, it's something, something outside some underlying issues, challenges that causes the situation to happen. So therefore, work with the problem. Beat beat up the problem and not the person. See your best. You can work together to to get through it. Contact Bob. Contact Bob. It's important that you do that. You have his, his, um, his Facebook account. He mentioned that. His website, www.integritylifecoaching.org. Talk to him and, and see how best you can learn from what he has to offer. And, um, you know, remember we're in a pandemic. Don't forget that. Continue to keep your social distance. Continue to wear a mask. The hygiene thing, I call it, because it's not only about washing your hands, but there are other hygiene issues, hygienic issues that we need to look at, right? And the vaccine, I know the challenges with it. You know, there's a two-sided thing about it, but I took my Pfizer two doses. I'm not forcing you, but I'm encouraging you 
go take your vaccine no? go and take your vaccine right and um let us go back to normal i'm not sure when this will finish you know but just help us finish it early okay thank you for watching can you exploration your topic in the podcast i'm dr kenyut white we'll talk again bye-bye <music>